This is the Agent Mind Podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McGraw. I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset to build wealth and live within your passions. Now, this show is a way to document and share all the great conversations I'm having with people who, let's face it, are much smarter than me. Uh, that includes successful people from across many professions, but each conversation comes to you from the lens of a real estate professional. Today's show is the first of many, and I wanted to bring on someone that is truly living within their passions. So my guest today is an international keynote speaker. He coaches aspiring world-class speakers to help them achieve their goals. He drops so much wisdom and he describes his journey and encourages us to follow our intentions and passions without always knowing where it's going to take you. We talk about growth, fear, the importance of finding a mentor, but most importantly, how you add the most value to others only when you find your flow and work from that state. One more thing before we get going with the show. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and check out our website, theagentmind.com. You'll find their uh, blog, videos. You can schedule a call with me, sign up for a newsletter and notifications about the show and events when we get to have events again. Um, all right. The first show of the Agent Mind podcast is about to begin. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so fired up about the episode today for two reasons. The first reason is this is the very first episode of the Agent Mind podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, you're in the ground floor and you're sitting with me on the tarmac. I just can't wait to see where it all goes. Um, the second reason, even bigger reason, is my guest that I have on today. He's going to blow your mind. So if you have a, a pen and a piece of paper, I suggest grabbing it. If you're in your car, I don't know, look down, make sure your seatbelt's fastened. This is going to be a good show today. So today on the show, without further ado, I have uh, Clinton Young. He's an international keynote speaker, um, founder of the Speaker Posse and creator of the world-class speaker coaching. And um, just recently, my speaking coach. So, and oh, and almost most importantly, a, a longtime good friend. So welcome to the show, Clint. How are you doing today, man? Awesome, TJ. So awesome to be here. I'm so fired up for your podcast, man. Thank you. Cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, you know, what you're doing. I, mean, I kind of said a lot there. You, you, international keynote speaker. Um, I guess maybe how did you get into that? And then talk to me about the speaker posse and then your coaching program. Yeah, man. So you know, I didn't just fall out of bed and all of a sudden I'm a speaker, right? And, and, and you know, it's something, I, I just got this shirt. I'm part of the National Speakers Association. And I'm not saying this arrogantly at all, but there's this t-shirt. I think it's hilarious. It says, your greatest fear is how I make a living, right? Nice. And it's got a little microphone on it. And it's true. <laughs> like, like speaking so publicly is a greater fear than dying. Like if you, there's been studies, there's been surveys that show oh, this. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that like I'm all great because I'm scared every time I do it, right? So when I, when, I was, when I was younger, when I was in grad school, I had this massive desire for growth. I didn't know anything about personal growth. I was really, all I knew was academic growth. I knew nothing about spiritual growth. All it was, was I need to read more books and meet more people and grow. And I'd always been somebody who sort of uh, was attracted to 
being in a, in a situation where I was able to, to communicate and kind of be on my feet, if you will, mm-hmm. as opposed to like being behind a computer or analyzing something, or I've always just naturally known that about my personality, even before I knew about personality types as well. Even before I knew about my strengths, I just found myself always gravitating towards like sales roles, you know, all the roles that a lot of people don't like, but a lot of your listeners are probably resonant to like cold calling and stuff like that, that it's not fun, but like we, I have the ability to do it. Right. right? So I find myself continually raising my hand for opportunities to, to speak. And it scared the crap out of me. Right. It really, it really did. Mm -hmm. But ultimately like that was kind of the beginning in graduate school. I, I would raise my hand for leadership opportunities. I'm going to fast forward several years here. Mm-hmm. And I find myself on this stage in a, it's, it's in a boardroom. So it's not a massive stage, but it's in a boardroom. I'm at Dial Corporation in Phoenix, Arizona. Just finished grad school. I've got this, my, my dream job. This is before I became an entrepreneur fully. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm working for this culture, intercultural consulting firm. And I had to build this big relationship with somebody internally to be able to even get the opportunity to get on stage. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm on this little mini stage and I'm talking to these executives at Dial Corporation. And dude, I am fumble effing my way through this. Like it is a gong show, absolute <laughs> train wreck. Like it is a train wreck to the nth degree. And the guy that, that I built a relationship with internally in the company who really kind of vouched for me to get on this stage, he is just like beat red. He looks like he's about to explode and he wants me off that stage. And dude, I just keep going. I just keep going and going and going. And, and like I said, it was a train wreck. I did get a sale that day. I think they threw me a pity sale. Right? Uh, but ultimately like that, that was the beginning. And I certainly wasn't, I didn't call myself a speaker back then, but again, I kept finding myself in these roles. So that actually was an experience that kind of, kind of shut me down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have experiences where we fail and, you know, it it turns us off to that, to that experience. And and that's kind of what it did. Fast forward several more years when I become an entrepreneur in real estate and I had a mentor, we, you and I both know the power of mentors Mm -hmm. and he saw something in me that I didn't really see in myself anymore. And it was that personality, that charisma, that ability to sort of think on my feet. And he kept putting me on stage. We were in the sales roles and he kept putting me on stage to share different things in little little minute capacities. And then one day we're walking down the, we're in the office, we're walking down the hall, we're going to every week we, we would hold these sales presentations, right? And we'd have like 30, 40 people in the room, a lot of agents, uh, some brokers, some investors and wannabe investors would come in the room and he would deliver this presentation every time. So picture this, we're walking down the hall, all glass walls in the, in the conference room, all glass door, like fully see-through everything, Mm -hmm. about 40 people in the conference room. And Justin would always deliver the presentation and I would just be the guy, you know, in the audience, being a good audience member, shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, high-fiving my neighbor and, you know, Mm -hmm. just creating a good environment. And this day we walk up to the room and Justin turns to me right as we get to the door, everybody's like, like looks right over at us. He turns to me, he flips me the clicker and he's like, you're on today, buddy. And he opens the door (laughs) and he goes in. Nice. So all of a sudden, like dial corporation is like running through my mind and I'm like, holy crap, what am I going to do now? And I get in there and again, I'm fumbling my way through it. 
train wreck. But finally I settle in and I realize, and I start to recall a lot of the things that Justin had taught me over the recent years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I ended up getting through that presentation and what I, what I discovered and what I, what I really learned from Justin that day specifically, but throughout my, my tenure with him was that growth is never comfortable, right? Growth is never comfortable, but it's always worth it. It's never comfortable but it's always worth it. I'll just finish this story up real quick. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a few months later and I find myself on a stage now with about a hundred people and I'm actually excited. Like he turned on this fire in me. That's another thing I learned is sometimes we need to borrow the belief of other people in us Mm -hmm. until we can build up enough courage and confidence to take on and own that belief for ourselves. So he believed in me and all of a sudden two, two, three months later, I'm on this other stage and this is where it happens. This is where I knew I was going to become a speaker, where I'm on stage, 100 people, and I'm delivering this presentation. It's like 45 minutes to an hour. And about 30 minutes in, you could literally feel the connection with myself and the audience. You could feel it. You could like cut it with a knife. It was palpable. It, so much so, TJ, that at one point I'm like, do you guys feel that? And they're like, yeah, keep going. Like you could feel the energy in the room. It was, it was, it was, it was magnetic, dude. And that was the day I got hooked, like absolutely hooked at inspiring and at at helping people really unlock their full potential. Yeah. Uh, That was the day, man. That was the day at all. The magic happened. That's awesome. There's so much in that story that I, and I didn't want to interrupt you because it was, it's such a great story. Um, I love that. And so one of the things in the agent mind, as you know, we've talked about this is yeah. um, we're, we're, it's really about helping people find their own goals. And, yeah. you know, cause sometimes we borrow other people's goals, which might be good to get us through, but ultimately we want to find our own goals and find our own truth and our own path. And yeah. what I love about your story is that that's, you just maybe boiled it down into a few minutes here, but that's essentially what you, that was your journey right there. And you, you discovered your passion and you are now making a living and a career out of your passion. And that's really what, what the agent mind is all about. Cause there's so many different ways you can make money in real estate in, or if maybe real estate's not your thing and we, we discover that along the way, but that's, that's so valuable. Um, you know, to be able to share that story. And I'm so happy to have you on here. It's just amazing. Uh, Clint, just, if you could just unpack a little bit about, um, like the moment that, that you found your passion and like what, yeah. what decisions did you make after that? Um, and what, what trajectory did your life take that might be different from where you thought you were going? Awesome question, TJ. Yeah, I think this will actually help a lot of the listeners too because I know that a lot of us, a lot of us right now in the world really are yearning for more, a lot of things, really a, more connection with other people, but also more connection with like, who we really are, right? Mm -hmm. Connection with our source, feeling good, being fulfilled. So many people are in jobs like, like you, we've talked about that are just kind of going through the motions, even people that are in that become agents or even, you know, they, they they might just be following sort of uh, the, the track that they've seen other people do. And they don't understand there's other ways to be an agent, right? There's other ways to get involved in real estate and have Mm -hmm. your real estate license. So, you know, like I said, I've, I've always kind of been somebody that gravitated towards 
what I like and, and, and what I feel, what makes me feel good. This was even before, like I said, before I even knew what personal growth was, I knew it felt good for me to talk to people, to be not necessarily on stage, but to be in a role where I was kind of up on my feet. So I just followed that. But when I started surrounding myself with people like Justin, right? And people like yourself, actually, although we weren't surrounded by each other back at this time, but people that think like you do, mm -hmm. right? When I started surrounding myself with other people that I could call mentors and what I call friend tours, if you will, that, that think the same way, what I found was I started to think even at a higher, higher, a, a higher vibration, if you will, not to get all woo-woo. I am in San Diego here, so I got the woo-woo card if I want to pull it. That's all right. Get all woo-woo if you want. <laughs> but ultimately you and I know like our net, they hear what I say that your network determines your net worth. Right. Mm -hmm. When I found out that I got rid of all my friends. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I started surrounding myself with people that were making more money, that were thinking differently, that had the lifestyle that I wanted. They're making the kind of impact in the world that I wanted. And what did I find happen in my life? Right. I found, I kept boop, boop, boop. Like you start to raise up. So to unpack that, that story a little bit more and how did I really follow my passion. Like so many people come up to me when I deliver my speech, I have a speech called reigniting your human spirit. Right? And it, it, it really helps people to overcome failure and fear and doubt and really enables the courage and confidence mm -hmm. to really unlock your full potential. And it's the story that I went through in 20, 2008, where I crashed and burned for all intents and purposes in real estate, actually, mm -hmm. um, as an investor. And people come up to me and they say, how, did you, how do you find your purpose? Like, how do you do what you do? I want to find my purpose. And, I'm all, and I say this and it stops them in their tracks, TJ. I say, if you're looking for your purpose, stop. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for your purpose, stop. It will be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. It'll be revealed awesome. to you along the way when you start doing the things that you love. So to unpack this even more, what I started, what really happened is when I started surrounding myself with all these amazing people that were thinking differently, that were really into personal growth and development, that were, that were thinking differently, they, mm -hmm. they started to help me really understand what my gifts were and be conscious of them, not just follow what feels good. And I find myself in a sales role because it felt good, but actually consciously discovering and, and curiously investigating, like what is my unique, what I call flow? Like, what is my flow? What is it that thing that when I do it, time flies by and I, it actually feeds me energy. It doesn't deplete me of energy, right? There's things in your life when you do them and you're discovering more and more every day. I know that when you do them, it actually gives you energy. Like you could do it all day and it's fun. And what we find is that's actually where you add the most value as well. So I started mm -hmm. to put more consciousness or presence around what I actually liked and what I was actually good at and what made me feel good. So now it was intentional. Now I, I was engaged fully in my life and I was intentional about creating more of what I like. And this, this, this might sound selfish if someone's like, oh, do you just want to do what you like. Well, yeah, like, yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> in service of others. And this is where, this is where I'll, I'll take that purpose. I'll take mm -hmm. it in a sec. Remind me to share. Oh, you got uh, it. I believe everybody has, everybody has the same purpose. And I'm going to talk about that in a sec mm -hmm. real quick. So what did I do? You asked me, what did I do? Well, I started to discover 
that when I was in front of people, it actually was a good thing. Like good things resulted from that. So I consciously looked for opportunities to be in my quote unquote flow, right? They weren't even opportunities that would bring me money necessarily. They weren't like direct connections to the business that I was trying to build, but it was an opportunity to put me in a state of joy and a state of where I sort of was vibrating at a higher level and I was able to add more value to other people. And it was just fun. So what did I do? I volunteered at my spiritual center to be a, a greeter at the front, the front door, right? All I had to do is shake hands, kiss babies. That's what I'm good at, right? Say hi, make people feel good, smile. Like that comes to me naturally. I don't have to think about that. I don't get stressed out when I do that. You put me behind a computer, right? And typing away at like a spreadsheet, I want to run out into traffic, right? So that's just not my personality. So I started to learn more about myself and my unique flow. And I would put myself in situations where I could be of the highest value and I could be happy and fulfilled and it was fun. Time flew by, mm -hmm. right? So I continued to do that. And along the way, along the way, of course, you know, 2008 happened and I had a pretty massive financial failure. And we talked about that yesterday on the coaching call. Um, and I can share more about that later if you want, but, um, or people can reach out to me and I can share that with them. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you know, I had this spiritual awakening and along the pathway of me following my flow, and having this spiritual awakening and this yearning for more meaning and more purpose in my life. I know a lot of people have a desire for more meaning and purpose in their life right now. Along that path, my purpose was revealed to me. You see, in that, in that process of sort of crashing and burning, if you will, in 2008 with the financial crisis, my confidence was shattered. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I had to reignite my own human spirit. And as I kept putting myself in the pathway of flow, right, where things that made me feel good and where I was adding value and opportunities, even if they weren't directly connected to my business, what I discovered is my purpose was revealed to me along the way. I was like, holy cow, I went through all of this in just the exact way so that I can now help other people reignite their human spirit. You see, it's yeah. revealed to us along the way. So if you're looking for your purpose, stop. It'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. So bring more consciousness, bring more intentionality to what actually makes you tick. Who are you? What is your personality? What are your gifts and talents? What are the things you maybe don't like, right? Learn more about ourselves and really commit to a courageous life of self-discovery. That's the key. That's the access. Wow, man. <laughs> I, I love that. You're, um, you, I, you can articulate that so well. Um, and I know a lot of people are, are searching like, what, where's my purpose? What is, why am I here? What is, you know, all those big questions, you know, spiritual questions that we might have that everybody has, whether they like to admit it or not, um, to some degree, just the, the way that you frame it and the, the way that you've gone through this experience where you've reignited your soul, your spirit, then taking that and what you've learned there on yourself and then like giving it back to the, to the rest of the world really. And that's, yeah. and I know I'm going to pull you back to your purpose and being selfish in that purpose. And, and then what does that mean? Cause it's like turning it back around now and cause you can't contain it. You don't want to keep it to yourself because you, you love it. Right. So, yeah. so now you turn around, you give it to everybody else. So, which yes. is cool. And I was going to right here. I just have to say, I, I started coaching with you. Um, 
it, it, it the first first meeting we had last night it was it was great such eye-opening stuff just in the first meeting and i can't wait to kind of you know work through that not that i'm necessarily want to um you know be speaking all over the world on stage and, and being a motivational speaker like that but I think that just like the the stuff that you know you have experienced about human connection and 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 communicating you know with other humans and just being a good human i mean that's a, that's the value if you get that out of it it's going to be fantastic so, so yeah so get a little more on on the, the service to others now yeah totally man and that's and you just nailed it you actually just nailed the punchline of what i'm about to say and that's okay i stole it i stole your thunder no it's all good man <laughs> Like, I believe we all have the same purpose. Like we all have the same purpose. So if you have a desire for more purpose, more meaning, just a more meaningful life, right? Yeah, we like to make money and we like to have fun. And a lot of times we like to also have an impact, right? We mm -hmm. like to have an impact on others. And in fact, you know, Tony Robbins says there, there's, there's six basic human needs. And the one that every single human on the planet has is a desire to make a difference, desire to make an impact, whether you know it or not, whether it's laying dormant in your soul or in your heart or in your mind or wherever you want to say it is, mm -hmm. it's there. Like we, we gravitate towards usually two out of the six basic human needs, but the one that we all have as humans is a desire for making an impact. And this leads me to, well, like I said, everybody has the same purpose, right? We just have a different wrapper. So what is that purpose? That purpose is to find ways to be in service to other people, be in service to others, but don't just do it because it's, you know, you want to be in service, but you, you don't actually enjoy it. Be in service to others inside of your greatest gift, right? Be in service to others while you're in your flow, while you're actually having fun and you're fulfilled and you feel good because that's where you're actually going to be able to make the biggest impact. It's almost like your highest and best use, if you will, to use a real estate term, <laughs> because you <laughs> you're in your flow. That's where you add the most value. Why wouldn't you add the most value when you're having the most fun and time's flying by and it feeds you energy while you're doing it. So that's our purpose. And my, mm -hmm. that's my experience of, and my belief is that we all have the same purpose and it's to be in service to others inside of our greatest gift. So yeah, discover so your good. greatest gift. That's so good. But I, I think people are going to rewind this episode and listen to it over and over. You should, if you, cause I hope so. you get nuggets out of it every time knowledge nuggets from Clinton young. Uh, so we, we spoke a little bit about mentor and I, and I, we kind of got way past it and went to a really awesome place, but let's dial back to um, mentors and, and people that have influenced you in your life. You mentioned that you borrowed confidence from your mentor. So the, your mentor had confidence in you that you didn't have. So you borrowed that, like explain that a little bit, because I think that getting into real estate, we're often, you know, we have in the back of our minds that we're not really real estate agents yet because we haven't had the transactions. We did talk about the importance of a mentor, but which is really definitely, I can't recommend it enough. You have to have somebody and a mentor could be this podcast. I mean, that would be, that I'd be honored for that, but, or other podcasts, or they don't have to be somebody that is right next to you every day. Although that's helpful if you can call somebody on the phone. But that person will come if you get your mind in a right, in the right space, in the right um, headspace to to be open to the opportunity when a mentor does walk through the door. So yeah. dig into that and tell me about that. How you borrowed the confidence that your mentor had in you? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. So this is a juicy topic right here. And I'm mm. going to give, I'm going to give you a lot of good stuff on this. Okay. I'm going to give you a formula. This, this is the, my, I call it my magical success formula. I love okay? it. A magical success formula that I, that I discovered literally lying on a bed in Hawaii, in Kauai, looking at the Nepali coast, the beginning of it in Hanalei Bay with my wife in 2009 ish. I think it was, yeah, 2009. Nice. And I, started to contemplate back. Like, you know, I just had that big failure in 2008. And when we have these failures or where we have any kind of loss in our life, sometimes you experience this actually when, when you lose like a pet or even, you know, a human, somebody in your family, we go through this kind of spiritually, like our hearts are opened up. And what I find is like some clarity seeps in when that happens. And I was laying on the bed and we're, we're thinking about, you know, why did, why did I fail? And, you know, looking back at all the different times in my life where I was totally fulfilled, where I was on fire, where I was having like so much fun and adding a ton of, I was in my flow, right? All the times I was in my flow and life just kind of magic just happened. You ever had those experiences where like, oh, yeah. you just, you, even if you don't know it, you just, where things just kind of magically happen and you're just like, wow, like all these synchronicities and just like, you can't even, you couldn't even like write it in a movie. It's just so perfect how it all ends up. That's happened yeah, to you. In that your perfect life, day. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The perfect day. Right. So as we have like perfect months or perfect years, perfect mm -hmm. businesses or whatever. So I discovered that day, this formula, and I'm going to share it with you right now. And it really feeds into everything we're talking about beautifully. And it'll feed into borrowing the courage or the confidence, if you will, of a mentor as mm -hmm. well. So first thing is we have to be inspired, right? We've got, this is the sexiest formula you're ever going to hear, by the way. So write, write down. this crap down, write this down. <laughs> write it down. So inspiration, you've got to be inspired, right? And this, this feeds into what we just talked about around finding your flow, right? Really discovering yourself. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be inspired. That's the fuel that will carry us through the, the inevitable challenges that we will have. And yes, by the way, if you are brand new, especially if you're brand new to uh, real estate and entrepreneurship period, you will fail eventually. You'll have a failure. It doesn't mean you're going to be a failure. It means you're going to experience failure. It's part of the process. Join the club. Mm -hmm. Welcome, right? It's just part of the process. And it's actually, uh, I could talk about that for a while. I used to say fail fast and fail often to my sales team. Fail. Yeah. I'm going to give you so many nuggets here. I'm, I got to <laughs> rein myself in, but fail fast and fail often detour from the, from the, uh, from the formula for a quick sec. Cause this is good stuff. Fail mm -hmm. fast and fail often. Right. Because when, if you think about it, I had a team of about a uh, hundred people and I used to teach them this. When I first started my mentor, he's like, uh, he didn't tell me this, but I learned this from him. I could go out and I could make 300 calls in uh, three days over a weekend, or I could make 300 calls over six months. And picture this, I'm brand new. I don't know what's going on. There's going to be all these objections. I don't know what to do hundred percent, but you can either fail over three days, or you can have the same exact experience, the same exact back and forth with the people on the phone over six months and, and extend that pain for six months. So good. <laughs> I fail fast and fail often because you're going to fail much smaller as well. Yeah but you're going to go through that learning curve so dang fast. Your feedback loop is going to be so fast and you're going to have, be so much further away from everyone else. So that's where the massive action comes into play. Mm -hmm. So being inspired, we've got to be inspired. That's the fuel 
that carries us through those failures, those challenges. Okay, so we've got to be inspired. Back to the formula. So we've got inspiration. Now all we need to do is we need to up-level our network, right? We need, to, we need to also discover what are our limiting beliefs and what's stopping us and what's our, what's our flow. And then we need to find other people after we discover what it is that we want in our life, right? We're not living someone else's dream where we're actually, we discovered, wow, I wanna, I wanna be an investor or I wanna be a broker or whatever it is. It could be something totally outside of real estate. And once you discover that, we have to believe that we can do it too. We have to believe. So that's the second part of the formula, inspiration plus belief. Mm -hmm. Because so many of us have these visions of what's possible. And then we're like, ah, yeah, it's possible for TJ, but that's not possible for me. That's possible for Clinton, but that's not possible for me. That's bull crap. It is. That's just our limiting beliefs. And we'll get into that in a whole nother time. But ultimately we got to believe. So how do we up our belief? Well, we surround ourselves with a network of other people that are five, 10, 15 steps ahead of us. People Mm -hmm. like TJ that went from what, four deals to 20 something deals in your second year. Like you gotta find, you gotta surround yourself with people that have the lifestyle that you want, that are making the level of income and have the level of influence, the impact, making the level of impact as well in the world and surround yourself with people that are five, 10, 15 steps ahead of you. Right. Those aren't your mentors. Mm-hmm. That's your network. You're up leveling your network. Right. And then we want to find those mentors that are 5,000 steps ahead of us. Right. People that are actually living the life that we want. Right. And then all we need to do is model them. Right. In school, they call it cheating. Oh, yeah. In the real world, they call it being smart. We've yeah, got to model that. We got to copy them. We could just copy them, right? Go where they go, do as they do, be as they be. Now, if they're obviously, if they're a doofus in one area of their life, don't follow them in that area of their life. Right. Model them in whatever area that they have the level of success that you want. Nobody's perfect. So they might be an Olympic athlete and they're amazing and you want to be a triathlete and you follow them, but they're like into, into alcohol or drugs or something that you don't, don't follow them there, obviously, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that follow them in the area that's most important to you. So we've got to, that's how we up our belief. That's one of the ways we up our belief. And then we have to have faith that it's already done. So back to the formula, inspiration plus belief plus faith. Now, I don't mean religious faith. I don't even necessarily mean spiritual faith, although I do mean more spiritual than religious. But what I do mean is this childlike confidence, right? This childlike confidence that anything is possible because it's my belief that and, and other great world leaders, much greater than myself, that you'd know if I mentioned, have said things like this as well. And that is, it would be a cruel joke of God or the universe or spirit or whatever you call it, right? It, you know, it'd be a cruel joke as us if we were to have this vision of something being possible and not actually having the potential to achieve it. It'd be a cruel joke, like on humanity. If we had the vision to be able to see like, wow, I could do that. And then all of a sudden not having the actual ability to pull it off, not having the potential to pull it off, it'd be a cruel joke. So we have to have faith that if we can see it, it's already done. Like it's already done. The only thing we need to do is the last step. And that is take action, right? Move our feet and move our mouth, right? Tell people what it is that we want. People will show up that want to support you, that want to help you you will start to create this sort of magical synchronicities in your life where when you're inspired, 
you're talking like I am right now. I'm pretty fired up right now, right? I don't mm -hmm. always talk like this, but I'm excited. When you start going around, you don't have to necessarily you know, talk and get this excited. Your personality might not warrant that, but you know, when you're excited, you know, when you're passionate and you know, when you're talking to somebody that's passionate, you can Absolutely. feel it. Oh yeah. You can feel it. It's right. That energy. It's the energy. Exactly. Yeah. So you, when you, this is the formula, the magical successful, I'm telling you the sexiest formula I ever learned in my life. When you are inspired and you have belief that something's possible for you and you have faith that it's already done, baby, all you need to do is take action. So inspiration oh, yeah. plus belief and faith plus action equals magic and miracles in your life, right? So, so what did I, how, did, how did I borrow the belief? I know you want to, I know you want to say something here. I'm going to give it back to no. you in one sec. No, go, Justin, go. Justin believed in me. He saw something in me. He was further along. He was the mentor. He was the 5,000 steps ahead guy. He was making over hundred grand a month, right? When I met him and he believed in me and he saw in me something that I didn't quite see yet, or I forgot about myself. Mm -hmm. And he just kept putting me in situations where I could be in my flow. He understood this. He might not have even been able to articulate it at the level I can right now, but he understood it. And he put me in the way of greatness. Mm -hmm. And I had the courage. That's the key. You got to have the courage to take action in spite of fear, because you're going to have fear as well. That's why surrounding yourself with that network is so vital and hiring a coach and having a mentor that can help you and guide you, kind of pull, guide you off the cliff, if you will, and help you uncover and discover and eliminate your limiting beliefs. So back to you, TJ. That's the formula, man. <laughs> no, man, I, I'll just sit here and listen to you talk about this all day because this is just so good. Um, I, I knew this was going to be a good episode. That's why I wanted you on the first one. And I'm, you're definitely not disappointing, you're exceeding expectations, in my opinion. So awesome. um, you did, you mentioned something, we started to go down that road yeah. about kind of it, the idea of failure being an asset. Yeah. So that I want to talk about that a little bit, just a little bit more. And then I would also like to talk about, um, you, you brought up fear a lot. Yeah. So and I, I don't, I don't think you talked about it here on, on this show, but I've heard you say before how you describe fear and using that as a, as a, as a tool to um, motivate, you know what I mean? There's, there's fear because you're, you're, you know, going to cross a street and it's a busy street and you don't want to get hit by a car. Yeah. That's good fear. And then mm. the, but there's also fear that it, it, it's, it's not a bad situation that you're in. It's actually yeah. a helpful situ a situation that can push you further. So how do you take that feeling of fear and turn it into motivation? All right. I got your back on that one. I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, I, I went into fail fast and fail often quite a bit. So I'll just put a bow on this where, you know, failure is definitely the access to success, right? Failure is the access to success almost to the point where, especially in, in a numbers driven game, uh, for, for me in real estate, I was an investor uh, and I also uh, was in sales and marketing, not as a, uh, a real estate agent, but I actually helped people become investors, right? So mm -hmm. what, I, what I found was that there's always going to be a bunch of no's and then eventually there's a yes. Mm -hmm. Like it's just always happens that way. It's no, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Like, so you have fear of, are we, am I going to say the right thing? Or am I going to live up to expectations? Am I going to make enough money this month? But at the end of the day, um, 
we, and we're going to fail along the way, right? I'm mixing fear and failure. Let's go back to failure. So we're going to have failures. We're going to have no's. We're going to have think place times where we fall on our face, but ultimately every no, and this sounds a little cliche, probably because it's been said a million times, but this, this one thing here is that, you know, every no gets you closer to the next yes. Yeah. So well, there's a reason, burn- the reason why that's a cliche. You know, yeah, because it, it's, it's a principle. It's truth, yeah. right? We talked about principles right. yesterday. To know and not to do is not to know. It, principles yeah. are the lifeblood of success. Ooh, that's good. That, that's tweetable. <laughs> write principles that down. are the lifeblood of success. <laughs> yeah, write that down, man. Yeah. So, you know, failure, 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 you're going to experience it, but it's okay because it just means you're that much closer to success. That's why I say fail fast and fail often because it's going to get you closer to the yes mm-hmm. and to get you closer to the success. Mm-hmm. Right. So ultimately, that's what I would say about failure. We got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that is where the magic happens. And that leads me, I want to share one more thing about that, TJ. Yeah. So, so many people, again, myself included, right? There's this fear of how are we going to do something, right? I call it the how hole. You get stuck in the how hole. That is a not, not a good place to be. So I'm going to share like where the magic happens is in between two things, right? If you think about like a, a circular, uh, like a sphere and you're on the outside, like right on that outside circle, you're just like standing there and you can see out and you've got this vision and you can see, holy cow, that's what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you have this fear holding you back. You've got this fear of failure potentially, and sometimes fear of success holding you back. The magic happens in between that faith that it's already done that we talked about. Faith Mm -hmm. that if you can see it, it's already done. All I need to do is take action. And then the fear of how am I going to actually pull it off? How, what do I do next? You don't need to know the how. All you need to do, and you've, you've told me this as well. All you need to do is take the next step. Right. Martin mm-hmm. Luther King says, you don't need to see the whole staircase. Just take the next step. You yeah, see the next yeah. 10 feet in front of you. Then you all of a sudden, what can you see? The next horizon. You can see now the next 10 feet. Mm-hmm. So the magic happens in between that, that knowingness that it's already done and the unknowingness of how you're actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where the magic happens. So that's what I'd say about failure. Um, before I jump into fear, anything you want to add to that? Or you want me to jump into fear? No, I just say, you know, we talked about mentors. Uh, a mentor of mine actually has a great analogy that everybody can relate to. When you're walking up to a grocery store door, yeah. it just opens up. So Ooh. when you, when you, it's not mine, it's Neil Mathwick, what a great that's mentor good. of mine. He, he's explaining it. It's like, that's, that's how you got to kind of look at life. Like you got to trust that that door is just going to, just going to slide open. And it does every single time, never fails. Yes. Let me get this. Check this out. Trust. Can you read that? It says faith. Yep. It's backwards probably, but, and again, not religious or spiritual faith. It's that trust that you just talked about faith that it's already done. It's already done. The door's going to open as soon as I get there. It's going to be perfect. And it's probably going to look actually different than I envisioned it, but it's going to be even better. Right. Right. Life is always perfect. I went through all that crap in 2008. It was all perfect. It was perfectly designed for me to be the, become the person. Now, it doesn't guarantee that I'm going to become the person because I might have had limiting beliefs that said, oh, I can't do that and I'm not going to do anything. Or I might have wallowed in my, my challenge for too long and, and never did anything about it. Right. But no, 
it's an opportunity for me to become the person that is the perfect person to solve the problem to help people overcome failure, fear, and doubt, enable the courage and confidence to become world-class speakers, right? It's the perfect scenario. Couldn't have been written any better, right? Yeah. So awesome. I love that, dude. I love that. You walk up to the grocery store and what happens? The door freaking opens for us. Love that. That's beautiful. Yep. You know what? If you say it three times, it becomes yours. So you got two more times to go. All right. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to hijack that one. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, so fear, let's talk about fear. Mm -hmm. All right. If you're walking down a path, I'm in San Diego, California, and you know, there's mountain lions. I've never seen one actually, but I've heard they're out there when you're hiking. Let's say you're in the Northeast where we grow up and you are hiking and you see a bear, wherever you're at in the world, listening to this mm -hmm. there, you know, there's this, there's this fear and it's natural. Right. And we would, we would experience what's called a fight or flight response and cortisol's rushing through our, our body. You know, it's a chemical in our, in our bodies and our brains mm -hmm. it shoots it out. And it, it, it tells us like, you need, either need to fight this bear or you need to flight. You need to take off, mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. out of here. Right. We all know, we all know that at a basic level and we assign a meaning to that. And that meaning is danger. Mm -hmm. And it's a very justified meaning, right? We assign that meaning called danger. Well, let's fast forward a month. We got out of the bear or mountain lion situation. We're good. And mm -hmm. now we're going to go skydiving. All right. We're going to go skydiving. Me and you, we're going to skydiving down in Atlanta. And we're like, all right, let's do this. And we're nervous as heck. Let's say we've never done it before. We got mm -hmm. someone strapped to our back. So we know we're, we're not going to die. We're, well, there's like a very, very small chance, but most likely we're going to be fine. <laughs> so we're not really concerned about that, mm -hmm. but we're still freaking scared, right? When oh, yeah. we saw that bear, we felt these tingles go through our body. And we're just like, there's like a tingly physiological experience. Well, guess what we're feeling in the plane? We're feeling the same exact physiological response. Mm -hmm. Cortisol is rushing through. Everything's happening the same exact way from a physiological standpoint, right? But what meaning do we assign it? What definition do we assign that? Excitement. Yeah. Fun, exciting. Exactly. Fun. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. We're jumping out of a plane, right? So we assign a different meaning. We tell our brain it means something different and we're fine. Mm -hmm. And we're smiling and we're laughing. We're kind of nervous, but we're smiling and laughing. We're high five and we jump out of the plane. Yeah. So it's the same thing I tell my speaker, my, my students, right? And I've probably told you this already. When we get up on stage, right? You just have to assign a different meaning. You're going to feel, I still get nervous, by the way. Anyone out there that's purpose-driven and you want to become a speaker, you know, obviously I can help you, but mm -hmm. you know, know that that fear doesn't go away. <laughs> Even though I got the t-shirt that says your greatest fear is the way I make a living. Right. Uh, I still get scared every single time I speak. I get nervous. Right. And I got this weird like cortisol thing that rushes down my, my left index finger. I don't know what the heck it is, but it happens almost every time I go on stage. <laughs> but you know what I do? I have this little trick and I'll share that with everyone now is, and it helps me assign the meaning back from danger because nothing's going to happen mm -hmm. right? over to excitement and passion and focus and inspiration and clarity and purpose and a desire to make an impact. And I say this, I say, I'm about to do something of significance, right? I'm about nice. to do something of significance. And what that tells my brain is it's not all about you. First of all, it tells it's you're safe, but it's also tells me it's not all about you. You don't have to worry about it. Your fly is up. You've checked 15 times. You're not going to walk <laughs> out with your fly down. You, you have enough 
knowledge and wisdom and experience to forget everything you were going to say and you'll still go out and crush it and, and, and create a lot of value. Like I didn't prepare at all for this talk today, right? You asked me questions yeah. and I'm just talking from mm -hmm. source. I'm talking from who I am, mm -hmm. my experience. So when you say I'm about to do something of significance, it takes you from your head, which a lot of times we're in our fears, right? And it shifts our concern from ourself over to the audience. Mm -hmm. And that shifts us down into our heart, into our bodies, into our intuition, and being able to just access from, you want to call it universal intelligence, or you just want to call it from your own brain, whatever, you're able to then just respond yeah. and just be in the flow. When you're talking, you're still maybe a little nervous and you still might mess up once in a while, but that's fine. You just keep going because you know when you walk up to the grocery store, the door is going to open. That's right. Right. <laughs> So I that's think you, the thing. I think you have meeting. one more time to say that before it's yours too. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, that's so fantastic. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's so, what you're saying is so good. And the, the way that you say it is just resonates with everybody. Just assign a different name to it. And whether you're on a stage in front of a, a lot of people, um, a lot of agents, it's, it's that other person on the phone, the other end of the phone. Yeah. I mean, if you know in your heart, you're, you're in real estate to help people transact in real estate. You're here to help yeah. families have a family home. So just reassigning that, not using the word fear, using this is so much fun. That I get to help people every day find a house or I get to help people, you know, build wealth. It's just, it's just, it's, it's such solid gold right there. I'm deaf. I'm going to rewind this many times and listen to it over and over again. <laughs> That's nice. for sure. So awesome. Thanks, man. I got a couple more questions for you. I got the, um, the uh, superlative question I'm going to ask. Okay. And, uh, but before we get into that, um, what haven't I asked you that I, that I should have asked? You know, we, we talked about last night. And, uh, and for those of you who don't know, I'm not sure how much we talked about it, but I'm, I'm uh, joined up for, for Clinton's coaching um, just to try to be a, a better speaker and just learn a little bit more about my message. Um, uh, and he, he, he definitely uh, talked about, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. So what don't I know that I should have asked you in this podcast? You know what, man, you are an amazing interviewer. And I think this <laughs> podcast is going to blow up because oh, you've asked me so many amazing questions. Like literally the only thing you haven't asked me, which I know you're going to ask me is how can people get in touch with me? Oh yeah. So I'll just share one last thing. I'm going to share, I'm huge on storytelling. Now, obviously I'm a speaker. And it's all about, as a speaker, it's about creating the optimal learning environment for your audience. So even if you're an agent and you need to stand up in front of your office, or you need to go and talk to a bunch of buyers or sellers or wh wherever your situation is, you want to become what I like to call world-class. Like, what does world-class mean? Because I help people become world-class speakers. Mm -hmm. And as TJ mentioned, like he's in my program, he doesn't necessarily want to speak all around the world, but maybe he will someday, but that's not his number one desire. He doesn't want to be a professional speaker. That's not what I mean by world-class. What I mean by world-class is when you speak, people listen. When you speak, you've created the optimal learning environment so that people receive your message. When you speak, people are inspired to take action. When you speak, mm -hmm. people are inspired to buy, not because you're manipulating them, because you're speaking to their heart, to their soul, to their collective pain that you know that they have, and you're providing a solution to solve that pain. 
right? So that's what world-class is. It's how do we uncover this sort of unconscious barrier that is stuck between us and our audience, whether that audience is one person over the phone, one person in an office or 10 people in an office or a thousand people on a stage, or maybe you're on a Zoom call or a podcast. How do we reach through that phone or over across the way to the audience and speak to their soul, to speak to their heart? Right. And mm -hmm. we do that by becoming a world-class speaker and discovering that barrier and learning ways to dissolve that barrier. Speak from our heart, not from our head. Speak from authenticity. Speak from vulnerability. Speak to the collective pain in the room that you know that they have. That is what it means by being world-class as a speaker. You can do that as a parent talking to your kids. You can do that as an agent, talking to your office or a broker. You can do that as an investor. You can do that as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, right? Mm -hmm. we, to, be, to make the level of impact that you were born to make, you must become a world-class speaker. So that's what I would say. And in my coaching, I teach people about storytelling. And this is what I want to leave everyone with is my, my six word story. Stories are so powerful. Facts tell, stories sell, baby. So you can use this also when you're, when you're you know, in your agent role or if you're an investor. I know a lot of other entrepreneurs are listening to this as well. But if you want to have more success, tell more stories. And let me give you, this is going to be actually really good for, for people listening here. There's a lot of different kinds of stories. A, you never tell a story that doesn't have a point and you never make a point that doesn't have a story. Okay. That's, that's key, but mm -hmm. you always use stories because they're so much more powerful than just all the data. You got to have some data once in a while as well. And I don't mean you're going to tell this long story. That's not like telling a full on story. Like some of the stories I've told today is not the only example of a story. Another example of a story is a case study of how you worked with X number of people and these are the results and blah, blah, blah. That's a story. Another story is a testimonial or a, a, a unique situation of how you helped a client that's a similar type of person to the client that you're talking to, the prospect that you're talking to, mm -hmm. telling them a story that is relatable to them because it's a similar type of person in a similar situation makes them feel good, right? All the way down to using analogies, similes, metaphors, Soft as a baby's bottom, right? It gives you a visual, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of a terrible one, but it gives you a visual, <laughs> right? So these are all different examples of stories of different length and different sophistication, if you will. But utilize these stories and you will have, this is a the massive tip I'm giving everyone right now. One of the steps in becoming world-class as a communicator, as a speaker is by telling stories. So I'm going to leave you with my six word story that I feel really sums up a lot of what we talked about today. And that is this, and you might consider writing these down. I literally have these written down in my, uh, in my office. And that is to think big, right? Think about everything I told you today. Think big and freaking believe it, right? But mm -hmm. think big, say yes and take action. Think big, say yes, and take action. And that's what I would like to leave so good. everyone with. Yeah. And that is, if you remember nothing of this podcast, if, if the recording was destroyed tomorrow, remember that. Think big, say yes, and take action. So awesome. I, I, thank you so much, Clinton, for being on. Um, 
before we before we ended off, of course, that that question, how can people get a hold of you? Because that, I think yeah. that everyone should at least have a conversation with you because you're such an inspiring, amazing guy. You know, so awesome, man. Tell us. I how appreciate you that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can you can find me on social media. Just look for my face, Clinton Young. But ultimately, I want to I want to give two things. I want to give my primary website, and I want to give away a gift, if that's okay with you. Sure, a free gift. Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing is you can obviously connect with me at clintonyoung.com. That's my primary website. You can see me speak there uh, and some of the services that I provide. But ultimately, uh, that is for anyone that wants to potentially invite me to speak to your office uh, or inspire a a group that you know. I'd be honored and thrilled to earn your referral if that were the case. Or if you just want to say, hey, just connect with me there on social media. I'm very open. I don't have someone else running all my social media. I literally connect with everybody that connects with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's first thing. Uh, Number two, uh, I want to give away a gift to anyone on here that it feels like they're purpose driven and they're called for more meaning and purpose in their life. And they're an entrepreneur, they're an influencer, and they they want to, they, they feel this calling to share and speak, whether that's becoming a podcaster or a YouTuber or somebody that is out there speaking all around the world, or maybe you just want to be a much better world-class speaker in the def- definition I gave so that you can grow your business and grow your impact, your mm-hmm. influence, and your income. If you want to grow your impact, influence, and income, then you got to become a world-class speaker. So I want to give you uh, something that will help you tremendously. If you've enjoyed the way that I've told stories and the way that I've articulated some of the things I have today, then this gift that I'm about to give you is going to rock your world, okay? Over the last decade, I've invested literally thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to hire some of the best coaches and mentors on the planet. Some of the best speakers on the planet literally have been my coaches. And I've also spent thousands of hours on stage, stages all around the world, delivering my keynote speech, delivering trainings, delivering sales events as well. And uh, what I've discovered is that there are principles, right? Principles. Remember, to know and not to do is not to know. So I'm going to give you the principles that when you know these and you do them, they will make a massive impact in your ability to make an impact as a speaker in any capacity, right? So I've got my top seven world-class speaker secrets that I want to give everybody. And there's actually a bonus eighth in there that I've learned from my thousands of hours on stage and my literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that I've invested in my overall personal growth and development. I want to give all those to your audience for free, TJ. Um, That's awesome. Get, yeah, you can get those at www.worldclassspeakersecrets.com. So again, that's worldclassspeakersecrets.com. You can get all those for free. And I know a select few of you will want to potentially schedule a call with me and potentially talk about potentially working with me like TJ is. Mm-hmm. And you'll go to a thank you page and there's a video on there. And it specifically says like, I don't, I don't work with everybody. If you're just trying to make more money and you're not really wanting to make an impact as a speaker, then I'm definitely not the right person, the right coach for you. But for a select few of you, I, I'm giving away actually a free 30 minute world-class speaker blueprint call uh, for anyone that's really serious and hungry to make an impact and grow your influence and your income and becoming a world-class speaker. And you can schedule that right there on the thank you page as well. So that's awesome. my gift to your audience, TJ. I love it. Thank you so much. I know that uh, there'll definitely be folks out there that will take advantage of that. Um, 
I know I did. And uh, the just before even getting into the coaching with you, looking at those seven secrets, it's it, they're almost it's almost after you read them, you're like, well, that's common sense, but it's not really if you think about it. It's it's you know I had to be reminded of that and having them all together like that is like, oh okay, this makes so much sense. You know what I mean? That that the grocery store door kind of opens up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, boom, it's yours. Yeah, so awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, I totally appreciate it. It's been great to connect with you. Um, you know, we, we were kids together, went to school together in, in when we were very young and we kind of, yeah. you know, didn't connect for about 25 years or so. And then yeah. got back together that the universe just brought our minds back together. And it's, it's been so much fun reconnecting yeah, with you. So, uh, I'm just so thankful for that. So thanks again, man. And, uh, I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, TJ. Take All care. right, man.